of Advent is from Mark chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. My soul proclaims your greatness, O God. And my spirit rejoices in you. Please be seated. <clears throat> Grace to all of you and peace from God our Creator and from our Lord and from our Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Most gracious God, we thank you for this season, this season of Advent, of just about, of very close, of almost here. Help us to know, O oh Lord, that we wait not only for the coming of the Christ child, we wait for your kingdom your holy community, your world of grace and truth. Be with us as we anticipate, O Lord, your new reign. And help us be participants in it. Help us create that vision of life as it should be. In your holy and most blessed name we pray. Amen. Well, today's gospel lesson is about John the Baptist preaching from the, quote, wilderness. I've been to that wilderness where he preached three separate times. It's about 20 miles south and east of Jerusalem, near the Dead Sea where the Jordan River enters. As you go down to that area, what strikes you is its desolation. If you look for miles and miles, there's not one tree anywhere. There are no shrubs. There's no grass. There's no moss. There's nothing for miles and miles but rocky hills, dark valleys, sand, rust-colored cliffs. That's all you see for miles and miles and miles. Why does John the Baptist go to this wilderness to preach 20 miles from the population center? Well, I think he chose it on purpose for the contrast with Jerusalem, which was very different. Jerusalem was an elegant city with a temple right in the middle, a temple made out of marble with gold edging all around it, palm trees everywhere. Across from the temple complex was a hillside where the rich people lived. There were villas and mansions, each one of them having mosaic floors, paintings, sculptures. It was elegant, beautiful. People were everywhere, a perfect place to preach. But he goes to the wilderness instead. And there he proclaims a message 
of comfort and peace, justice and kindness, repentance. Why does he choose the wilderness? I think it's because the wilderness for him was a metaphor. A metaphor for the wilderness that people sometimes experience in life. The people who went out to hear John preach were people who had some kind of wilderness going on within them. Wasn't the priests, wasn't the rich people, wasn't the Roman soldiers who went out to hear John preach. It was the marginalized, the wounded, the sick, the guilty, the painful, the wounded. They're the ones who, with their crutches, went those 20 miles to hear a message for them. And it would have gone something like this. To people who have a wilderness inside them. To people who have been forgotten by their society. To people who lived in utter poverty. Whose concerns were neglected by their society. John said, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. In other words, God's not forgotten you. God cares about you. The very ones who the world has forgotten, God notices. And God brings comfort to you. In fact, John the Baptist would have quoted Isaiah, our first lesson today. Isaiah lived 500 years before John the Baptist. He would have quoted Isaiah saying, every mountain shall be brought low and every valley shall be lifted up. You've all heard that before. The mountain brought low, the valleys brought up. You know, we, we sing that and it's beautiful words. But this is what it means. There are barriers and there are deep valleys between us and our wholeness, our happiness, and our health. And God's going to bring down the mountains, the barriers for you wounded people. And God is going to lift up the valleys of your despair. And God's going to build a highway right in the midst of your wilderness, right into your life, and invite you to walk in wholeness and health and happiness and grace. That's what that passage is about. And that's what John is doing by introducing Jesus Christ to the world. That's what Advent today is about. You see, if John the Baptist were to preach today, he would give the same message of comfort and peace. He said, I proclaim a baptism for the forgiveness of sins. It could have been these words. I proclaim a baptism for the healing and the binding up of your wounds. I proclaim a baptism of compassion for the renewal of your spirit. I proclaim a baptism of freedom from your chains. I proclaim a baptism of health and wholeness and peace and justice. If John were to come today, where do you think he would find the wilderness from which to preach that message. It wouldn't be here. As I said, I've been to Israel a number of times, three times to the actual wilderness where John preached. I've also been to Bethlehem where Jesus was born, and there's a church built over the spot where they think Jesus was actually born. And within, oh, a few blocks of that holy church, the Church of the Nativity, 
is a big wall of concrete. You go through a little door. And once you go through, you see narrow little streets and concrete buildings three stories high with no windows. I mean, it has windows but no glass. It's a refugee camp where people have lived since 1948. Since the 1948 war, hundreds, thousands of people have lived in these little three-story concrete buildings. I think that's where he would be preaching. As they all look out their windows, many of them through Lutheran World Relief quilts that we saw there, they would be looking out their windows, and John would say, God has not forgotten any of you. And I am working to create a path of wholeness and health and justice and peace for you. In fact, that's what Christmas is about, is what John would say to the Palestinians who have for three generations lived and died and born and survived there. Who are the wilderness people today? Those Palestinians, for sure. I've been thinking about it this week. Who are the wilderness people out there in the world today? And the second thing that came to my mind, beside the Palestinian people in that refugee camp, are the women of the Me Too movement. Women for years, decades, centuries, have lived in a kind of wilderness, a culture of discrimination and intimidation and harassment, and nobody says anything. The silent ones, and finally, the word is out, and there is a highway being built through that desert. And now, people, both men and women, are invited onto that highway to live in a world where there is respect and dignity and grace between men and women. What a world that can be. That's Advent. That's what we prepare for. That's what Christ is about. Bringing that world to be. I think of wilderness people today, of an elderly widow who can no longer drive, who lives by herself, can't even get her groceries. It has to be delivered to her house. I think of the wilderness of isolation that she must experience day by day. And I wonder, what kind of highway can we build to bring her into the joy of God's intention? Wilderness people today, I think of a 17-year-old girl who was born in Mexico, whose parents brought her to America at age two. She knows no Spanish, only English, and only American culture. And she lives now in a wilderness of fear that she'll be deported to a country she's never known. What might a highway of justice mean for her? I think of the Vietnam vet who served his country but left him with severe PTSD and mental illness, whose family has rejected him, and who right now is waking up from sleeping under a bridge in downtown Seattle. What might a highway to reach this wilderness mean for him? I think of refugee families around this world, more refugees today than at any time since World War II. What, 
might it feel like to be fleeing a war-torn country, a place where even religion is intolerant, to live in a wilderness of, of stress and anxiety about where you're going to sleep? What would a highway look like for them? Who are the wilderness people today? And I look at all of you, and I wonder, what might be your wilderness now? Unique to each one of you, but there might be some wilderness going on for you. The message of Advent and the message of John is this, that God notices you, and God cares about your wilderness, even the wilderness that you keep completely hidden. God knows about it, and God's building a highway to it to invite you to step out into a new land, a new way of being. And more than that, God is inviting us to help build that highway for one another. And it's almost like God's given us a little chisel to chisel down those barriers, those mountains of oppression, those mountains of hindrance that keep us from being happy and whole. God giving us a shovel to fill in those valleys of despair with kindness and compassion and love so that we build a highway so that we can all step out into a new way of being, a new life, a new community, a new world, which we, as you all know, desperately need. Advent says, it's real, it's true, and it's coming. Live in hope. Here's a chisel. Here's a shovel. Amen. Let us pray. Most holy and most blessed God, help us be your people as we together bring down the mountains and lift up the valleys. Help us step into the highway of justice and peace that you call us to. In your holy and most blessed name, amen.